right, it's every Thursday. It's a Bruins Thursday. It's time to talk to our guy, Nesson's own Jack Edwards. Jack, how you doing, pal? I'm doing fine. Thanks, Lou. Atta boy. <laughs> Getting ready. Big game. Getting ready for bolts tomorrow night. Yeah, big, big game. Uh, for, uh, listen, I want to get to that game. I, want, I also want you to interpret some some tweets that you might have put out. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah. But I want to ask you about Jake DeBrusque. We were talking about him after that Columbus game. Um, and, and, you know, a couple of goals, the way he defended Marshan. After the deadline, you know, I don't know where you were. It was like, is, is his head's going to be in it? Like, does he, did he want to be traded? Can he buy in? And I think you are getting exactly what you wanted out of Jake DeBrus since that all star, um, since the trade deadline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he's playing his best 200 foot hockey that I can remember, certainly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think playing alongside Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand has done his attitude a world of good because, you know, those of us who remember Larry Bird diving for balls in the second quarter against the then miserable L.A. Clippers, um, the saying on the bench was, you couldn't come back during a timeout and not have hustled your butt off uh, because you were going to hear it from Larry Bird, who's hustling his butt off on every sequence. And um, Jake DeBrusque has been immense on the back check. He's using his straight line speed um, really, really well and effectively on the back check. And playing with Marchand, who ends up on the right side, uh, frequently when he makes that move behind the attacking goal and comes out the right wing corner and has the option of coming off the half wall uh, into the high slot, um, puts Jake DeBrusque on his comfortable side on the left. And um, the result has been he's been really, really good for the Bruins. And one has to wonder if he's going to rescind his uh, – Asked to be traded during the off season. Mm-hmm. There you go. He's uh, and everybody's happy now. There you go. So Beautiful. so uh, right. so Jack, looking at like the goalie situation. Okay, so Swayman's twenty ten and three. All Mark uh, yeah. twenty twenty two nine and two. Okay, uh, nine ten uh, save percentage and nine eighteen save percentage. And I was thinking about the playoffs. When it comes to the playoffs, I don't remember Tim Thomas and Tuka Rass like. You know those guys when they when they were the starters. I don't I don't feel like they share time with you know the backup goalie. Like when the playoffs start, like don't you kind of have to pick one guy? You've got to go back to the uh, Lemelin and Moog days, but um, most years it was Reggie Lemelin uh, as the dominant goalkeeper. Um, I I think they have both had hot streaks, and Swayman has cooled off. A little bit uh, of late, uh, his rebound and and uh, puck management are not at their peak, and Olmark's giving the Bruins much more consistent goalkeeping. So uh, it's a nice option to have for Bruce Cassidy because he knows whoever is the number two is going to be ready. Um, but I I think uh, the decision is still open after. Uh, two weeks ago, we thought it uh, would be Swayman by uh, merit. Yeah, but so so this is just okay. We're going to wait to see who's got the hot hand. Ride that one until 
you know, something bad happens and then just understand that we can switch whenever we want. So we're not going to be bought into one person the entire time. Yeah, the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs are full of history of one goalie starting the uh, playoff season for a team and the other one taking over. Uh, Cam Ward emerged as a, uh, a second choice for uh, the Stanley Cup champion Carolina Hurricanes after Martin Gerber started the first game. So, um, you know, things are flexible in the playoffs, and it's nice to have two goalies who have proved dependable from time to time during the season. So, Jack, I know it's uh, you got 12 games left, so I guess that there's a couple of injuries. It's now better, better now, I guess, than in about three weeks or so, but... Uh, I just saw that uh, the Bruins just announced that that um, um, Pasta is actually out for Friday night's game. So I guess I would ask you, and Lindholm is another one that left that game against Detroit. Are you concerned about either one of these two guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, legitimate concern because uh, both of those guys are vital. Uh, Lindholm has changed the entire team's outlook and uh, best of all, he's freed Charlie McAvoy to race up the ice at will. And uh, Lindholm said his trade from Anaheim, where he was basically a mentor for a promising rookie defenseman by the name of Jamie Drysdale, uh, to be paired with McAvoy allows him to play more to his instincts. And a 28-year-old veteran defenseman is going to be a valuable gear in the Bruins' transmission in the playoffs. And Pasternak, you know, it, it goes unsaid how valuable he is. Uh, he is their number one weapon. When he's in the lineup, uh, Taylor Hall becomes that much more dangerous, and Eric Halla is playing his best hockey. Um, so, you know, uh, with either one of those guys out, uh, not to say both of them out, um, the Bruins are a way less threatening opponent. I saw McLaughlin, I think, was skating on that second line. Do you do you like him there while Pasta is out? I, I really like Mark McLaughlin, not just because he's from eastern Massachusetts. <laughs> Bill Rickon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, his first game, when uh, players generally have the yips and are extra conscious of uh, not making a mistake, he played aggressively. Uh, he was in the right spots defensively. He back-checked aggressively, was good in transition, and hit a bullet of a one-timer for his first NHL goal. I, I don't think you could ask any more of a college senior who was eating out of the dining hall um, four weeks ago to come in here and uh, look like a veteran more than Mark McLaughlin has. And so, you know, p more power to him. I, uh, I hope he continues to play confidently. So, so Jack, um, I don't know if you can label this under, you know, trends that you need to be concerned about or need to be, you know, conscious of as far as moving forward. I saw this on the on Ness in the bar as far as uh, goals at the end of period, and the Globe wrote up a, oh. about this also. So the Bruins have allowed 23 goals in the last minute of a period this season. Obviously, there's some empty netters out there, but still, it's not very good. And now, is this just yeah. nitpicking, or is this like, you know, all right, guys, be mindful of, you know, the last 50 seconds, don't rest, 
because it could come back to haunt, haunt you, especially when the margin of error is really thin in the playoffs. You know, the, uh, the company line is concentrate on details, but um, I just got through um, my preliminary prep for uh, tomorrow night's game, and I went through the last three last-minute-of-period goals allowed by the Bruins um, against Detroit. It was uh, McAvoy, Carlo, and Forbert on the ice because they were in the middle of a, a personnel change with Studnika and Nosek as the forwards, three defensemen and two forwards. Um, against Columbus, uh, McAvoy and Lindholm were the D pair. Uh, Bergeron, Marchand, and DeBrusque were on the ice as forwards. You can't that personnel and at Columbus it was McAvoy and Lindholm with Coyle, Hall and Pasternak on the ice and you know the personnel uh, grades out really well on the whole but um, apparently (laughs) the inattention to detail is across the Bruins stars and they know it's a problem and Tampa Bay is really hurting right now. They got spanked last night in the first period. They uh, they let the game get away from them in Washington. And, you know, people who uh, don't pay attention to the NHL standings can be forgiven, but let me refresh your memory. Uh, the Bruins have climbed up to third place in the Atlantic, which pairs them with Toronto in the first round. Tampa Bay is in fourth place in the Atlantic, the first wild card with an even number of points as the Bruins and an even number of games played. Their first-round opponent, if the playoffs were to be determined today, would be Carolina. Who would you rather play in the first round, the (laughs) Toronto Maple Leafs or the Carolina Hurricanes, who have outscored the Bruins in three games 16 to 1 this season. So tomorrow night's game is like a real, real big game for both of these teams. All right, Jack. uh, We're talking to Jack Edwards, by the way, of Ness. And I agree 100%. That's why that game game against Detroit, you're like, ah, had an opportunity to get a nice little two point cushion over Tampa. And I think you're going to feel that way the rest of the year. And obviously, tomorrow night's game is huge. Can I ask you about this tweet? That I just yeah. saw you post an hour ago. You wrote, you wrote, the arc of history bends towards justice once again. May the shards of the shattered glass make that reinforced concrete ceiling fall on those who called out nay. We are a better nation without their help. Now, I don't know if this is something that you were ready to go nay, after after nay, a Montreal game. Is this like one of those speeches you had ready to go? Help me out with that. What are we talking about? <laughs> I, I was referring to uh, the affirmation of Katanji Brown-Jackson as the next Supreme Court justice. It's long overdue that the Supreme Court looks like America. And it's, you know, black women in this country have been trod upon and restrained, and she is the most qualified justice to sit on the Supreme Court as soon as she is installed. Nobody has checked more boxes than her, and um, I'm I'm glad that um, 
she's on. But, you know, the The behavior of some senators is disgusting. Yeah, so listen, I think it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was very very deep and thoughtful. But I just don't think anyone knows what you're talking about. Because no. I, I was like, I was reading the comments. I was just reading the comments. Yeah. Like, is is this about the Canadians? Does that mean pasta's going to be out is for this, longer? Is this is this code for? Don't worry, we're going all the way. We're going to get a cup. Is that what it is? Occasionally, I get out of the sandbox and and talk about real things. But yeah, it was intentionally obscure. <laughs> all right, Jack. Well, Good listen, stuff, Jack. Uh, enjoy it. Yeah, huge game tomorrow night against the Lightning. And uh, what now? 12 left. So we'll keep an eye on all of them. Looking forward to talking yeah. to you next week, pal. All right. Thanks, all right. Jack. Thanks, Jack. You got it.